All right, guys, this is KOH update number one. We're here on the lake bed, live on location. Uh, I got here Saturday night. It is currently Sunday night. Uh, so we didn't get one done last night, but uh, we were very busy. And uh, we just wanted to bring you guys the updates like we did last year. Uh, a lot of new stuff this year. And uh, so here's Cody Willenberg. He's going to tell us what we got going on before we got here. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been interesting since we got here. And uh, sorry we didn't get one done last night. But again, we were super busy. Uh, it was a total mud fest. It never, ever, ever rains in the desert. And it pounded rain for about two days. Um, our pit was probably six inches of mud and uh, about two inches of water. We had one of our trailers kind of parked there prior to uh, coming in. And we had to actually get a bulldozer to get it out. There's that video of that on my Facebook. So uh, that was quite interesting. Which, which, which led to where we park now. Yeah, we're kind of parked outside of Hammertown, which, um, if no, you know, so you guys know, like, this is a dry lake bed desert when we first get here, right? And they literally build a town in the middle of the, of the desert with, you know, they, they trench power in the ground and internet stuff. You can get internet to your site. And, uh, um, they give you an actual address and things like that. And uh, it was super unique for us. We had to stay outside of Hammertown because Hammertown was a complete mud fest. So I think we got a good spot. I think everyone's happy with it. We're staying kind of right outside gate three this year. I kind of like it. Um, it's kind of quieter, less traffic. A hell of a lot less dust, but uh, it's also was muddy, so kind of a not a fair test for that. But uh, I don't hate our campsite. It's just as easy to get into Hammertown to go get tacos or ice cream or whatever as it was when we were parked inside Hammertown. So I actually like this camp spot. Me too. I agree. I the campsite is not much farther at all than all your nice vendors, your ice cream stands. Um, That's Randy's favorite. There is exactly ice cream every night. The uh, big benefit is like you're saying less dust it maybe have something to do with all the rain but we're actually in coarse sand where and you're on the actual lake bed in Hammertown. you're in like silt and you just kick the ground and it turns into a dust cloud hey randy it's 11:54 p.m ice cream closes in six minutes and i think this podcast can be 30 we're gonna probably miss ice cream tonight can we get it delivered it's unacceptable <laughs> it's absolutely unacceptable so just so you, so you all, that's all you ask for is, is ice cream once a day once a night and you're not getting it? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take that if I was you. It's, I'm just going to say. It's not a lot to ask for. If you come across the table, I'm not, I'm not going to hold you back. I don't blame you a damn bit, all right? This is just the level of sacrifice that Randy puts into this effort. <laughs> yeah, you know, no one understands um, the, the level of uh, responsibility the co-driver has, you know? It's just my job to drive the car. Like, that's, that's not that hard, really. I mean, just drive it, drive it fast. Randy has to tell me where to go. How to, and my directions are terrible. I'm like the world's worst at directions. Like, we were out there doing the same circle that this night, uh, tonight, practice for qualifying. And uh, uh, Randy's like, where are we going? I'm like, home. He's like, yeah, we need to go the other way. Like, do 180. You're not even going close to home. So, uh, you know, a co-driver's part of this is, uh, is more important than the drivers, to be honest with you. And, I agree 100%, dude. Yeah. I, we're out there driving around. We don't know where we're going whatsoever we're looking 10 feet ahead of us 20 feet ahead of us and that's it so he's in they're in our ears telling us where to go because without them we're totally screwed yeah there's no way we can do it both jobs and out here in the desert there's not like a whole lot of landmarks i mean there's rocks and bushes it all looks the same all look the same (laughs) so the only time there's a landmark is when you're close to town and you can see something 
Yeah, I've, I've been out for three years now, and finally now I'm like, I, we're driving around, and I don't know if Cody noticed today. It's like, yeah, I remember this section. You know, we were here, and then it, it's been three years of being out here to really start to recognize some of this stuff out here. Yeah, you know, you're, I, I agree with you on that. There's some of the – so, you know – this place is huge, don't get me wrong, but you can only run the race course in so many areas. So some of the things we went up, we're going down this year. And some of the things we went down last year, we're going up. So, like, I'm getting kind of familiar with that also and kind of knowing where the tough sections are. And, you know, the guys have been out here doing this for years and, and come out here, you know, since Thanksgiving and test and practice, the guys that are winning this race. But uh, that's what it takes to, you know, to compete at that level, you know. I've been out here for the last four years, racing the last three years. Um, I was able to finish the last two, two, so this is my third year out here racing. I finished the last two years. I have a different strategy this year, and I don't really necessarily care about finishing as much as I do getting a good position. So there's a really good possibility come Thursday we're going to crash it or break it or uh, try, but uh, we're going we're gonna to try for a good solid position. And something I was coaching Bryce and John on is, is it's you guys need to work on finishing this race. You know, who who cares if it's if it's 21st or 15th or 31st or 4th, whatever it is, just drive it across the finish line. Get that finishing award. I think they said there was 121 UTVs this 125. year. 125. 125. So to put it in pers- pers- perspective of that, less than 25% will probably finish this race. So driver's meeting was tonight. And what is the total mileage on the race course, Randy? Uh, there's 90 miles of desert and then another 58 of rocks and then you overlap a couple some of that too um i'm gonna say about a buck 50 about a buck 70 probably if it's all said and done so you have 170 miles of race course but you start at is it 8 a.m on yeah, thursday morning eight o'clock yep and you have till six o'clock to finish which if you just think, oh, I have all day to go 170 miles, doesn't sound like a big deal. <laughs> but like Cody said, there's going to be a large majority of the racers that do not finish the race. You know, we're running a whole new platform this year, so it's a whole new car to get used to and a whole new, uh, you know, everything Everything about our program this year is super, super different, right? So new car, which means new parts, which also means like new – I had to literally go buy tools for my tool, but I've been running UTV since like – Shit, when we start riding, 14, something like that? Yeah, I mean, 13, 14. I, I had a Razor 800S in 09. It was one year old then. So, like, that's when I kind of started. I got out for a little bit and got bought a new 1000 XP and I think 15. Um, and we built, like, a tool bag that we've had with us since for now almost 10 years, Since right? the beginning. They, yeah. Nothing really changed until now. Yeah, and uh, I kind of was going through my tool bag. I'm like, I don't have an 18 millimeter. I don't have a 16 millimeter. I don't have a 36 inch socket for the, you know, these parts are getting so big on these new machines that I had to completely redo the whole program. I mean, I have packouts full of hardware and map sensors and all the boost pressure sensors and fuel injectors and voltage regulators, all for the old car. Um, but nothing for this new car. So it's a very unique deal coming out here this year, running a new platform. And uh, it could bite us, It could, um, but we're going to give it hell and see what happens. I can so, say that. So tell them what the platform is. Explain a little bit. So I, uh, I bought a brand-new Pro-R, and then I actually bought two brand-new Pro-Rs this year and then found a crashed one that we're pr- currently pre-running and it is doing phenomenal. But uh, Pro-R, and then uh, I went – this is my first – probably uh, first or probably second first car i ever built 
completely myself 100%. I've always bought old race cars, like a one-year-old race car, something like that. Um, I guess I built the 1000 XP way back when, but it was more entry level than what this car is. This is literally the best of the best um, when it comes to what it has on it, what you can do to it, and uh, kind of went all out and tried to try to make it as, as most competitive as possible. So, so it's a 2000 cc engine. Yeah, 2000 cc, no uh, turbo, naturally aspirated, but hauls ass. It puts you into the open category. Yeah, it puts us in an open class, um, which there's three different classes you can run out here, which is like a stock turbo class. That's what my car always, um, we ran in the past, and I would say we were built on the very borderline of being legal in that class, um, but we ran it. And then there's the pro mod class, which that has a few restrictions, um, has to be factory appearing, things like that. And then there's the open class, and they bump the 2000cc machine into the open class mainly because of its CC. Um, there may be like some back rumors that it's because Can-Am sponsors the event and they were scared of that machine when it came out. So they kind of didn't want it to be in the, in the class that it could possibly beat them. But, you know, no here nor there. It's a kick-ass machine. That Maverick R is an awesome machine. Those machines shine out here in the desert for sure. Yeah, and you just touched on how you the last car was built on the far edge of two modified to be the stock class. This year, even though it is a 2,000cc machine that is an incredible machine, it is probably one of the most stock cars in that class. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of... Uh, a lot of the, the thing about that is, is the Pro-R can run competitively stock. I mean, I'm running the stock A-arm, stock trailer. I'm over-gusseted on the trailing arms, but the Pro-R can run a stock... The parts are just heavy. They're good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. It is an incredibly well-built machine, but I'm just trying to explain that we're going against full tube chassis custom builds. Oh, yeah. Top sure. front to back. Yeah. Not a single stock part. It's all custom. Yeah. And then, you know, speaking of our program this year, like we've added Bryce to the team this year. Bryce is actually racing my last year's car. And uh, I'm super excited to have him out here. Kind of all started over a joke and a phone call. And uh, I I had a perfectly good race car. I, I decided coming home from here last year, I was going to build a new car. And... And keep it completely stuck. <laughs> yeah, well that, that ship sailed, huh? Uh, old cars just don't sell well, you know? I, I, I didn't want to get rid of it for next to nothing. I didn't really want to part it out. It was too good a car. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to find someone to drive this thing um, at Hammers. And I uh, made a phone call. And I don't even know if Bryce even thought about it much. He was just like, sure. And it's just something that I couldn't pass up, man. You know what I do? Dude, you can't come out here and do this. Like us, like an individual or a couple buddies, you gotta have a team. Like just <laughs> to even to the people who haven't been here or seen this stuff, I hadn't either. I didn't know what the hell I was doing whatsoever. Like I like to even know where to find the course, let alone be on the course. Or I didn't know I had to have an iPad <laughs> to even show me the course. You know, I mean, I'm talking like basic shit here. I had no idea what I was doing, and I couldn't do it without without Cody and his whole team, man. So. Uh, it was just an opportunity that I could not pass up and got my co-pilot, John Whaley. Uh, not a whole lot of people that are nutty enough to ride with me. So. <laughs> and, man, John did a great job today, you know, kind of learning the tablet last minute. And Coming uh, out of his shell a little bit, talking a little bit. Yeah, so. I, I told John, I'm like, you always need to be talking to Bryce, like constantly. Don't stop talking to him, you know, yeah. and uh, we got some comms hooked up there for you, you know. And, and Bryce is right. No one, no one sees what we got going on or what it takes I mean, what what you're seeing in this video, we're sitting in a enclosed trailer that we tow out here that we make our food haul. You know, it's 
I put a heater in it. It's got a refrigerator in it. It's got a coffee maker up there. Like, this is the the place we eat every night as a team. And then we got another trailer that would, uh, all the media people and some uh, crew is sleeping in. Plus, my trailer, uh, my RV that people are sleeping in. Bryce has got a camper out here. People are sleeping in. Like, you live out here in the middle of the desert for a couple weeks. I mean, it's not not just a walk in the park, you know? Well, living in it is is one thing, you know? And then, but driving this stuff is unbelievable. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't know how many times over the over the comms I told John, this is a bad son of a bitch. Like, because it just would go through it. Like, and, you know, just every beating we'd give it, it would take it. And I don't know. It's just, you can't, you, you, it doesn't come across on camera how gnarly this shit is. Oh, no, for sure. And, and Bryce is right. Like, it, most people that would see the stuff that we're racing on would look at this and be like, yeah, you can't take a UTV up there. Like, that's not a such thing. And then we're, we're, we're racing on and doing it. And, we ran the whole rock loop today and we each winched a, a time or two and it was only because we like were backing up or going around somebody stuck like as far as the race course went we did every single obstacle on the course that was out there this out there today without winching at all and we while did. passing multiple upside down cars out there yeah and yeah. destroyed cars and and not just side by sides there's trucks and jeeps and whatever else broke everywhere i mean uh, every other, I don't know what you call them, cliffs, mountains, whatever we would go over or go through the valleys, we'd, we'd pop out and just see carnage. It was, I'm telling you guys, it's freaking crazy. You cannot take, um, I don't know, like you, like you, people see it and they're like, oh, I could, I could drive my, you know, Grizzly 660 through that or my, you know, <laughs> my, my Rhino 600, whatever the hell they are. No, you cannot. You, you absolutely <laughs> cannot. You can't even get it off the trailer here. Shit's yeah. insane. You know, and then talk about the rocks. Like, what about the desert and the, the speeds and the suspension? Oh, dude, you know? the, dude, the desert. The desert's like smoking cigarettes, dude. Super cool to do. Super fun. But it's very expensive when shit goes wrong <laughs> and, you, and you get a little too much. You know what I'm saying? We're talking fucking kill you yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, to put that in perspective a little bit, we're talking speeds or... We're doing 78 in the race car and some really, really rough stuff. And the pre-runner, we're running 70, 72. And you're just dancing across the top of these whoop sections. And any little thing goes wrong. I mean, it could be disastrous. You know, it was funny. We uh, we were shock testing, um, I don't know, maybe Thursday, Friday, whatever it was. Everything's kind of running together now. But I came back, and I was like, that was 77. That was 77 mile an hour. And uh, Larry's like, I had Bobby's at 90 mile an hour. Like, okay, I want to see you get in, <laughs> get in Bobby's machine, and go 90 mile an hour through this, Larry. This is three foot deep rollers for a mile long, and we're doing nearly 80 mile an hour in it. Like, it's not the same. He, you know? he told me uh, earlier. He's like, yeah, Cody took me out there, man. He's like, I thought I could do this, and he's like, I can't. He's like, I'm cool with like 45, 50 through there, but 75, 80 is too much, man. I can't do that. You know, so we, we played with suspension a little bit and got it dialed in, and uh, we went on a run. Was it last night, I think it was? Yeah, it was yeah, late last, last night. night. Um, we did a run. I think there's a video up of it, but uh, we seen 78 mile an hour in the rough, and I think the car probably had about 85 in it. I wasn't pushing to my fullest. The car wasn't at its peak. Um, it was dark, and there's no sense to crash it, but uh, it was. It felt really comfortable. Uh, I would Real say seventy eight. Yeah, I would say race day we'll see low to mid eighties um, in the rough on, on the race course. Uh, <clears throat> I took took Brett out for a ride. Uh, we went to RP two to get you guys 
fixed up with a little bit of go juice. And uh, Brett is, he told me that this is the first time he's ever ridden passenger in a side by side, just period, ever. And he's not very comfortable riding passenger. And uh, we went to RP2 in the pickup truck, and he was on the phone with his son Trevor. And he said, We went across this dry lake bed, and Sam, I looked down, I thought we were doing 200. But we were only doing 75, but it felt like we were going 150, 200 miles an hour. And it, it's, it's a whole different feeling, which anyone who's ridden a motorcycle or a UTV with no windshield, when you're more exposed than in a car, it's a whole different feeling going that fast in a side-by-side or, you know, with no, nothing really much around you. And then you look down and... You think if I was in my pickup truck, I'd be doing 10 miles an hour across this, and you're doing 75 in essentially an ATV, a toy, basically. Yeah, yeah, with a lot of suspension travel. <laughs> Tons. So, no, it's been good. We uh, we ran the rock today, and, man, Bryce, I, I'll be honest with you, I was really concerned that your throttle control wouldn't be good or your, your line placement would be bad, and I, I thought I was going to do a lot of coaching to you to help there and dude you guys hit a home run today like i was not wor- I, after i mean the first couple rock sections i was not even worried about you whatsoever is mainly just like hey did you see that line did you see this uh, how did you how, how did you go up that uh you you killed it out there man yeah you did really really well i mean i remember times we was out there running around and we were doing our thing you know we were coaching different lines talking about different lines we come out the other end of it we kind of take off and it's like oh shoot is, is he still back there you know oh yeah he's right there no <laughs> problem <laughs> you know we I just start like your shadow man you yeah. can't leave me i was yeah. uh um we we now we're going to be way better with now that we got good comms but because of out you know the first time i was just out kind of wandering around like a lost dog i was just i didn't even know if we were on course like all day long you know so at least now we can talk about it um, huh big what mount oh yeah very immediately uh you know um john he's been working out lately and just decided a good idea he was just going to flex on everybody rip the ipad mount right out of the right out of the handle and he's decided to hold on to it the rest of the time so he's trying to look at his ipad and give me directions (laughs) as we're doing all this rowdy shit um so anyway and and holding the walkie-talkie and doing comms and everything long story short um it was it was a lot of fun um and i uh um, I'm dude. I'm just super psyched, super excited to do it again. I, 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 we were like, how many more laps do you want to do? In the, in the, like in the, he's like, we're gonna break it. Like, let's let's take it back. We're gonna break it. Like, we're done for tonight. Yeah, okay. you know, uh, John came out here, old Whaley Welding and Fab, fabbed up a winch bracket out of nothing in the middle of the desert, and it's super badass. I looked at it this morning. I'm like, wait a second, you guys like just built that out of nothing last night? Like, it was super nice. Those guys did a good job on that. We threw a winch on it. Through some comms, I got in my old rugged tub today, and me and John kind of rooted through there, and I was like, all right, John, I think this will work. We'll pair this with this and this with this. It's just super old race car stuff, and uh, got them some intercoms so they can communicate with each other. But, uh, you know, and and John's been doing a good job uh, of, of co-driving and navigating. I think uh, he's going to get more and more comfortable with it. Uh, we, you know, we pre-ran the rocks today, and then we did the qualifying course this evening, and uh, sounds like John was already kind of calling some stuff on the qualifying course, and Tomorrow we'll run the desert loop, um, try to get a couple, two or three laps in the desert loop. And the idea is tomorrow that I take Bryce and John on, on lap one and then lap two, kind of slap them on the ass and say, here you go, boys, go run your thing. We're going to go do ours because, you know, our pace is going to be different than theirs for sure. And that way they get some experience 
not following me. They got to actually rely on themselves. And uh, I'm confident, man. All all the people talking trash and 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 saying that you know, you're not going to finish. I think that you better watch out. I think yeah, you may surprise some people. Hey, on that second lap, I think we should let them give them that little slap and give them a little head start. Give them what, like you know, twenty minutes. Yeah, that, that, that way, whenever we go <laughs> by, them, when we go by them, they can get used to that sound. <laughs> wow, <No. laughs> y'all keep talking that shit. I'm telling you. Yeah. You're, you're looking at a couple finishers right here. That's, yeah. that's fuel to the fire, right? Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, man. We've been, that's, we've been wanting on the way here. I asked John. I said, uh, I said, what are we gonna do, man? We gonna go out there? We gonna go out there and finish? Or we gonna go uh, put on a show? And what'd you say? Finish and put on a show. <laughs> no, it's a one word answer. Both. Yes. That Both. was his answer. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I can't wait. I think it's going to be good. You know, um, there's so many things that can go wrong so fast. You guys seen that the very first day um, with when we we're out there running with Alan. Like he's running a Keller ball joint, and just something hit wrong, and it broke the pin out of the Keller. And it, on, on race day, that could cost you the whole race. You know, you may not be able to get it fixed or um, whatever. But uh, anything can happen at any time. And you know, as long as you know that you know that something crazy could happen. The car you're driving has uh, drove across the finish line two times and is prepped as good as I can possibly prep it. We'll go over it one more time before uh, race day comes around, but just give her hell and have fun, man. And that's one thing that I, I think is super important with everybody that comes out here with me and um, you guys today, like we were, we were pre-running, I said, just take a minute and look up because it is the most beautiful countryside you'll ever see. You're just out in complete middle of nowhere, God's land, and just look up. It's gorgeous out there. A handful when you when I need help you're just <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean help and uh, look over at John and he's just staring at the scenery it's taking it in it's to. it's hard not to man it's really hard not to it's some beautiful scenery hell I messed up today we were freaking missed a turn bigger ship we were admiring this 41g village <laughs> truck driving by I'm like check that thing out that 41's cool and all of a sudden we go by it and I look down I'm like oh shit we missed a turn there's a lot of cool stuff out here <laughs> man so. it's uh you made a good reference today it's like it's like SEMA you know you get sick of looking at cool stuff at SEMA because everything there's cool right everything out here is just radical there today we seen a 12 valve cummins that was set up for like baja desert stuff like who who does that people out in california <laughs> so bryce you have some racing experience in the past a little bit, right? yeah yeah man uh used to race like atv motocross and i i know that cody and i crossed paths at some point because we were both running a class uh he raced a lot. Of, I think more, a lot more national stuff than mm-hmm. what I, I did. I did a lot of local stuff, District 18, all that stuff, AMA stuff. But then, uh, yeah, they got into the rock climbing, uh, Southern Rock Racing, um, North uh, was it North Rock Racing series. I think I might have done a couple straight up series as well. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, I did a lot of that kind of stuff. Just nothing really like uh, distance. You know what I mean? It was kind of like line up at the bottom of the hill, climb some gnarly stuff. Um, make it or break it kind of situations um, so i'm familiar with the rocks i'm familiar with like sketchy situations but um th- like building something to last and then the whoop stuff is like completely totally new to me well that's what i was getting at like the endurance thing yeah. is something that you got to take into consideration you made a pretty funny comment at lunch today you you asked are they going to put any more course markers out? Because, like, back home, woods racing, there's yeah. 1,500 arrows telling you where to go. Yes. But out here, your navigator, your co-driver, is literally 
pointing his hand where you got to go because there's nothing out here. That that was incredibly underestimated by myself. I had no. I thought my, like I'd just pick a buddy to come ride with me. I did not know I was going completely be leaning on him a hundred percent. Like you said, uh, you said on the way here, you're like, yeah, I watch a YouTube video. The the co driver is just going to sit there and be quiet. You're not going to say much. Remember that? I don't remember <laughs> that. I think it was like the co driver was saying things like. Uh, sm- small left, medium left, or like hard left, stuff like that. I don't remember saying not say much, but maybe I did. I don't know. You know, and I think you were hallucinating on the way here due to lack of sleep. <laughs> and actually, I don't. I, I know that you were. I at some point, dude. I thought he was dead at one time. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I thought he had passed away. We were gonna come here and and, and bury him in the lake bed. Like the dude was not in his right mind whatsoever. About the last three or four hours. That thirty hour drive out here is brutal, Bro. huh? Brutal. Yeah, and then, and then, like I was, I would ask him simple questions, like, "Hey, man, did you see this movie? Uh, it's on Netflix about this this uh, Gone Girl in like real life." And he's like, <laughs> just looking at me like he has no soul. Like he's what? What is it like when you're uh, is that that a trance? Possessed? <laughs> yeah, because that like a, a demon had taken over his body, and he's just he's just a f- corpse at this point ran by some weird fucking monster in his head i don't know but he he had no soul in his eyes whatsoever and i'm just like i was scared to be honest and um we were in the middle of nowhere so uh literally middle of nowhere yeah i it, it, I've, I've had better times with john it wasn't my favorite <laughs> but we made it here and uh we're having a good time now yeah. we're gonna get make sure he gets plenty of sleep tonight um we got to talk about what time we got to be up in the morning yeah, John was like, uh, can, we, can we sleep in in the morning? It is qualifying day tomorrow, so uh, we will strip the cars down this evening of all the extra weight, prep them to go qualifying tomorrow. Hopefully we can get a, maybe a little bit of a, you know running and after qualifying, but we'll see how it goes. And You know, we, we ran the course tonight, and back door, you drop down it. It's a gnarly drop-down section, and I don't know. It's, it's one of those situations that, like, you don't want to ball the car up at qualifying tomorrow because then you don't even get a race, right? Or just tons of freaking wrenching and you're exhausted yeah, and you you're not going to have the best race. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things like just just qualify, get a time, get on the starting line, and then, you know, like Paul Wolf says, like get through the desert, race the rocks. You know, it is what it is. And uh, it, what he means by that more than anything is is like get through the desert, get in and get through the rocks because most people won't do that. Well, that's right. He's you got to survive the desert. I mean, it comes first. It's fast, and part part of you wants to think it's a lot easier because it's smoother and you, there's the truck car takes less beating. But there's also a better chance of massive failure out there. Because the heat, it's well, so heat fast. and stress on the drivetrain. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. That's way more like than than the the flexing and st- yeah. you know, on the suspension the and stuff. Exactly everything's like, hot. You know, you're going fast. Drive strain stress, and then either that, and then like any minuscule mistake can turn into a ball up, cars done, wreck. Yeah, yeah, 80 mile an hour, things happen really fast, you know. I'll tell you one thing, it is going to hold on at 80 mile an hour, and that's that new damn iPad thing I made. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we'll be selling them. I'm going to need you to destroy a few more of them skid plates. 
and then we're going to sell that to somebody, Spray TV or something. Make, I'm telling you, we're going <laughs> to so make So these, these two clowns over here have been out in the desert just straight fabbing stuff from nothing, and I just love it. Like, <laughs> we, had, we had to, bro. <laughs> I'm just looking at this like, um, we can probably like get one next day, you know, and Bryce like, nah, nah, nah. I'm going to make I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut a fender out of my trailer, <laughs> bend it up a little I bit. Was, I was going to do that. <laughs> and I was like, no, Bryce, there's a fab school in town, like in Hammertown. You know, you go to the fab school, talk to the kids. <laughs> and then Bryce was like, yeah, went to the fab school, talked to the kids. Took them 40 minutes to drill one hole. Bryce like, get the hell out of my way. Let me I, use I your like, stuff. I was like, just give me the shit, and we'll, we'll, we'll go do it at camp. <laughs> the chrome we got some special chrome plate on the front of that bad boy. I'm telling you right now. So anyway, we'll probably wrap this one up this evening. Uh, we'll try to do one of these every night from now till uh, race night. And depending on how race night goes, we'll shoot one race the evening. And thanks, Sam, for uh, kind of putting this together. And mud shots for capturing the video. That's the first time for that. We probably all look like a bunch of gr grimy homeless guys. Been out here for a couple weeks in the desert already. But And dude, Bryce and John, thank you guys for coming out this year. And oh, It's a freaking honor, dude. dude like we're gonna, said, we could not do this without you guys. It's completely impossible. We're going to have a good time, man. We, this is kind of just the start of it, and we'll run the desert laps tomorrow. and oh, Well, actually, Tuesday. We'll qualify tomorrow. Desert Tuesday. Try to have a fun day on Wednesday. We race on Thursday. So, uh, thing one, we're going to be live streaming the qualifying tomorrow. What time does qualifying start? Starts at 8 a.m. I think Bryce's qualifying slot is... I'm um, 1 p.m., but I am like eighth to run, so... So, yeah, so what to be up there by like 12-ish yeah. for you? 12-15. And I think I'm the 2 o'clock qualifying hour at the and end of it? damn near last. Yeah. You're so, just before power hour. So yeah. we'll have to be up there at one fifteen. Yeah. And uh, caveat number one... Uh, do not get used to a video podcast from the short story long team. So, <laughs> uh, thanks guys. And, uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another update. Awesome.